Welcome to The Big Three, the show that recaps My Hero Academia episode by episode and delves into themes, trivia, and more. I'm your host, Nathan Brandt. I'm your host, Jessica Howard. And I'm your host, Cam Koenig. And today we are going over episodes 17 through 20 of the television program known as My Hero Academia, hailing from the country of Japan. (laughs) (laughs) On a Tuesday. I struggle with the intro because it's like, yeah, it's it, this is a sequential. You know podcast, what you're into ideally. by now. Like, like, yeah, <laughs> like if this is your first one, what? It, okay, it, no, it's not. This is not your first episode. I'm declaring that now. If, if it is, that's a very strange place to start. But I respect you. Yeah, tweet me a a screenshot if this is your first episode, <laughs> <laughs> so I so I know. But yeah, so um, this is what I called sort of erroneously the Shinso arc in my notes, and then I we got halfway through these episodes, and I thought it wasn't the Shinso arc, and I got like big confused about it, but. I'm going to stick with it. This is the Shinso art. God damn it. We're committed. Yeah. yeah. It's it's there. Episode 17 is our first one. Strategy, strategy, strategy. This is after Deku won that race, right? And everybody's looking at him. Um, he's He says, like, this is way different than when I was <laughs> in middle school and everyone was, like, picking on me for being weak. Now people are basically about to pick on me because I'm strong. And he keeps referring to his success as luck, even though he planned the shit out of every detail that he did yeah um he like can't accept that he did a good thing which is like very relatable it's just like well i didn't do this this was somebody else opening the door for me and it was a chance thing it's like but you were there you you chose to do that what is like trauma kids in japanese because that's really what the show could be called (laughs) trauma yeah (laughs) i just picture like present mike saying (laughs) trauma 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 kid deku is definitely absolutely 100 true um i have as just like a weird note here the girl with horns that you see every once in a while her name is literally pony and she's from the u.s and that's funny as fuck because she's literally a cowgirl great um that's that's neither here nor there (laughs) that's hilarious that's just a thing about her very good She's basically Sue for class uh, B, um, but she's just she's just a cow. That's her thing. And she's she's an exchange student from the U.S. Great. So the cavalry battle, I had no idea what the hell this was until I saw this show, actually. And it's like, I guess yeah. it's basically like flag football mixed with tag, I guess. But like way more of an opportunity to break a lot of limbs. <laughs> Yeah, for like four people, like, right? Like that's yeah. what makes games fun, though. I I can I can barely coordinate me walking down the stairs with my dog, like let alone like trying to right. use superpowers to c- capture the flag. This is like the 4D chess version of like a hacky of like a fucking like burlap sack race or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, and these are freshmen. Yeah, <laughs> fuck. And they've been to this school for how long? Like, imagine fucking just, like, starting a brand new school, and then it's like, all right, kids, uh, this week we're going to the Olympics. Have fun. <laughs> I know you just literally fought terrorists yes. that were going to kill Superman, but... <laughs> also... But I need you to fight each other <laughs> so we can get money. <laughs> also, I know that you have the power of, you know, like, being a frog but we're gonna put you next to I, I i forget who was even on her team but just like i don't know it's the assortment of like different powers and the idea of being like strapped to these people yeah <laughs> who are like explosive and start fires and like fucking go you know mock 10 like the idea of that <laughs> yeah. being the people that you're like forced to cooperate with like 
Anyway, have fun, kids. Yeah, the thing that Eden does <laughs> later on, how did everybody else go with him? Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> like, there's no way anybody was staying on, like, in that unit at all. <laughs> yeah, no, Shoto has a fucking concussion. No <laughs> questions asked because of that. Whiplash. As they're preparing for this uh, cavalry battle, um, we cut to Death Arms, which is like the dude with the big, strong chin and like the fucking... Well, he's called Death Arms. You know what he looks like. Right. <laughs> he's Death Arms. He's in the break room and he remarks uh, while smoking, which is hilarious. Um, that the point of this festival isn't to show how good of a hero you're going to be. It's to expose the students to more of the competitive social aspects that they're going to face as heroes. And I like I love that you like you don't need to, quote unquote, read too far into all of these things to get these these meanings yeah. of like oh no this is like gonna prepare them more for the social aspects it's like no explicitly that's literally like what yeah this is for i, I made a note that said hey thanks security staff for just literally <laughs> explaining the entirety of what i needed to write down <laughs> <laughs> yes. that's true i love i love death arms because he looks like he got in a fight at a construction site yeah mm-hmm Mm -hmm. It's good. It's a good look. I don't know that we ever learn what his quirk is. He's just death arms. And I just imagine his arms are very good. Yeah. <laughs> he just quirk. seems like his, his superpower is big arm. He keeps smoking, yeah. though. It's going to be death lungs. Ooh, <laughs> oh, shit. shit. <laughs> Damn. This, this podcast sponsored by Truth. <laughs> um, vaping is bad. What? Brought to what you by it? the Ad Council. Sorry yeah. uh, to completely interrupt this show that's already very clearly going great. Um, <laughs> what would a Truth ad look like in this world so there are like certain like special drugs in this world that we'll get to and okay. it's just like just just say no to trigger kids anti-vaping ad <laughs> an anti-vaping <laughs> ad with like fucking like mount lady showing up and doing some weird wild shit or something i don't know <laughs> um the guy it'll probably be something with the guy that can breathe glass it would just be like kamui woods burning alive or something oh like <laughs> Okay, you know that Kimmy Woods is like the face of like save the save the trees. Oh yeah, like absolutely. He's the Smoky Bear of this universe for sure. Yes. Yeah. Back to the paragraph I fucking <laughs> wrote. Um, but just in general, like I like that they they tell you things, and it's it's not you don't have just like one character wandering through and not knowing shit about the universe that they've lived in their entire lives. Like he's not Solid Snake, where he's just like CQC. What's this thing? Metal Gear, and it's like he has to be explained everything. Like he's a baby. Like it's not just Deku that gets explained things. That there's more than one uh, point of view character for any given situation. He fucking blows smoke into Kami Woods and Mount Lady's face, which is fucking hilarious. And um, Kami Woods bonks his mask with the water bottle, which is like a stupid as fuck gag, but I really enjoy it. Back to the kids. Aoyama is going to fucking shit himself is what I have in my notes here. <laughs> like another like hilarious gag is that Bakugo has no idea what everyone's quirks are <laughs> or who they are in general. I, I love the like tense moment of him like looking at the roster for, or looking at like, oh, I need to team up with people. And he's like, okay, wait a minute. Who are all of you people? <laughs> it's amazing. It's so good. And he calls Kirishima weird hair, even though they have almost <laughs> identical hair. But Kirishima is like a total bro and like understands Bakugo and how to get him fired up. And I, I, I wrote that super fucking cute. It is. Mineta realizes that he fucking sucks and he teams up with Shoji. <laughs> Meanwhile, Deku is living every kid's worst nightmare uh, of not being picked to be on a sports team as all the other kids are like falling into um, solid groups. So Deku is having like a very, very bad day because he did very good. 
Um, but then Uraraka shows up and wants to team up with him because she wants to team up with people. She says, uh, we should team up with people that we like. And it gives him like this weird Ren and Stimpy close up <laughs> face. And like, <laughs> yeah, I, this happens in the earlier seasons where it's just like, why did you do that? That was weird. <laughs> as fuck. I love it. I love oh, that yeah. shit. Me- Make it weird. Um, it's really adorable, though. He says that um, he's fine. He just thought his heart was going to burst yeah. out of his chest, right? That happens a lot when, like, people believe in him or people are nice to him. He has, like, a thing with his heart. He, like, clutches his chest when All Might <laughs> gives him his powers and shit. So I'm just like, you have a heart problem, dude? You got fucking... <laughs> Imagine, though. Imagine All Might gives his power to this guy. <laughs> and oh. you don't know that he actually has a heart condition. <laughs> And he just fucking dies. It's like, oh, shit, oh, shit dude. <laughs> um, uh, another thing that sucks is that Mineta shows up and sees the wet ground uh, from Deku crying. And in Japanese, at least, he asks if it's urine. Yeah. And I said, Mineta, fuck off. Yeah. You ever cry so much someone thinks you peed? <laughs> I mean, real real I, talk, I mean, though, like, Deku was like a fucking fountain at the Bellagio. Like... <laughs> fuck man like his eyes were fucking like dual super soakers shooting into the sky it rules like, are you sure that's not your quirk man? like are, like... are you all right bud <laughs> team deku wants to team up with ida but ida's like no i have to prove myself and i like i can't be my own man if i keep following you i need to be more than just the protagonist's friend in my own life he is like i will not be your ron weasley bitch <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> And that rules also, like, another reason why I really like Ida is he's just like, nah, like, I love you, man, but fuck you. (laughs) He has another one of these moments in this, like, two-episode cavalry cavalry battle arc, too, and it's so Mm -hmm. good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Then uh, Robo Girl from previous episodes shows up and says that she wants to team up with Deku to show off her support items because... He is, you know, he's the number one dude in this particular competition, so she's... She's like, okay, uh, you're how I'm going to get looked at. Um, Mm -hmm. She's Mei Hatsume. And as stated last time, she's in the support class. And she's Instagram influencering the shit out of this opportunity. (laughs) And as somebody that's basically like an artist and entrepreneur at the same time, it totally makes sense that she is like the way she is. Like she's like super networking, like with meeting people and talking to people and stuff. And she's looking at the box seats, just like, hey, rich people, do you see me? Hashtag girl boss. Yeah, I just think it's really cool that like her eyes are crosshairs. Yeah, they're so cool. I don't know if they mention it in here, but her quirk is zoom, which she can just, she can see really far away or zoom in. That's really cool. I just think it's a fucking rad as fuck like design choice too. It's like, okay, this person is a technician like you just immediately just assume that it's so clever to do it that way because they could do like something where she's just like a good sniper snipe yeah yeah yeah, snipe yeah yeah, that's that's his name um they could (laughs) do something like that but instead like the way i picture she probably uses this is like looking at very tiny intricate things like while designing and while building and i'm like that's such a cool way to go about it rather than just making her like an archer type yeah yeah she could use it for combat or whatever but she's she's like no i can do like mad soldering with this shit i'm gonna go over here and do this i'm gonna make some weird jet boots like i have worked on my fair share of computers in my professional (laughs) life and good god that is the most useful sounding thing i have ever heard (laughs) once again carrying it over from last episode hashtag girl boss that's right (laughs) (laughs) and i guess speaking of crosshairs uraraka is jelly as hell because deku seems to be in may's crosshairs 
Um, but really, she's just a huge fucking nerd, and so is Deku, and and they're just like, this backpack is like modeled off of this hero. Oh, the jet hero! They go back and forth, but Uraraka's just like, okay, I'll be over here, I guess, not being a huge nerd. Deku is looking for a final team member, and he finds it, um, as we then see Class B's uh, motivation start to uh, emerge and like 1a having a run-in with villains like pretty much every year um, like they joke about <laughs> later on it really draws attention away from b and it like pisses them off because they need to show that they're just as good because they are mm -hmm. um, and this kind of becomes 1b's like entire shit like it, they don't become like villains against 1a or whatever but there is that kind of relationship of like it's almost like oldest child youngest child shit for sure this this is kind of the whole thing with the series is like 1a experiences like fighting villains all the time and just being protagonists in general but uh 1b actually gets to learn in school <laughs> and learn real lessons and um that rift is only going to grow um as time goes on and in fact, like the first part of season five in its trailer shows that the beginning of the season is going to deal with like 1A and 1B doing a thing together. So it's really cool. Like I said, they, they don't fall away and become background characters. Mm -hmm. They're they're there and they show up every once in a while, though. Deku, Mei, and Uraraka's new uh, team member is Tokiyami, who is the bird guy. I love him. I love him so much. He's so great. He's so good. And fucking Deku thinks he's so cool. Uh, and this is another thing that is ongoing is Deku just thinks Tokiyami is fucking cool. <laughs> it's because he is. He's very cool. I love edgelords. I don't give a shit. Fuck. He like... rules. Yeah, no. Uh, and so they're getting ready to uh, defend their 10 million points um, against everyone else. Among those teams is Shoto's team. And while going over everyone's quirks, Todoroki is asked, what sort of fire moves can he use? And Shoto looks in the stands and tells the person that asked him, I'm not going to use my fire today. I'm going to win using only my ice power and like he glares at endeavor and endeavor is like <laughs> such a fucking hockey dad he would be the guy at the little league game screaming at his like four-year-old kid to do well at t-ball or whatever endeavor fights the coach yeah like absolutely Ooh. he is that type he yeah. would go down there and he would yell and he would end up taking his son out of the game because he'd be like this is like this is rigged like this is bullshit thousand percent <laughs> well and shit we learn later on that he's got a complex because like it's like that uh dad didn't do well in sports in college so he wanted his kid to do good in sports <laughs> in college mm -hmm. we need to put like the air horns it's just trauma 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 kids Damn, son, where'd yeah. you find this? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, the, the event begins and like literally everyone is rushing Deku's team because who else would they go after? Team Deku tries to run away, uh, but the ground is turned into pudding by uh, Toothy Boy, who is one of the uh, other recommendation students. So it's really cool that he like made the first move because he's kind of the Shoto of that class. Deku and company uh, blast off as Tokiyami uses his Dark Shadow to defend. I fucking love Dark Shadow. Dark Shadow is so good. Fucking, I have here fucking Mineta's balls strike from the darkness and I hate him. Yeah, that's I feel like the only time, maybe the second and hopefully last time he is ever useful and hopefully uh, the second and only last time he's alive in this show. Uh, it's it. I feel bad, like just saying over and over again that Mineta sucks, but he completely is deserving of being told that he sucks he every sucks time so he speaks. Much. And so. even in this podcast episode, we're going to go over something in a little bit and he fucking sucks he again. Sucks he just so consistently much. sucks. Oh, my God. God. so much fuck this guy sucks <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's mineta who's the grape guy it's shoji who is the octopus guy and sue is also there frog girl mm -hmm. and i forgot to say this a while ago but sue's american voice actress is the voice actress for bulma oh word which is hilarious Ooh. range oh um, yeah she rules i like that this event like gives us 
a chance to see everybody's quirks like a little bit at a time. Mm -hmm. They don't go too deep into it. You're like, okay, so that guy can do this sort of a thing and got it. Okay, cool. And it just kind of like helps you flesh out the world a little bit more knowing all the different kind of quirks that could be out there. I really do like how they kind of space out everybody just like using their quirks. Like, I feel like there is always just this level of uncertainty in like any sort of action scene where I'm just like, what the fuck can this person do? Like, mm -hmm. I, I think it's really rad that all of the characters are like that. A lot of them are also like, okay, what the fuck can I do? Cause they're in school. Yeah. You know, like it's, it's, it's really neat to like, think you have like an understanding of what a character can do, but like, it keeps me on my toes in a way that a lot of other shows don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially when there's like 40 kids there and like one can turn air that he breathes into glass and one of them is a cow. And that's, that's what we're, this is yeah. the well, range like, of shit. The matchups are always interesting too, because it's not like you, you'll think it's rock, paper, scissors, right? And you'll be like, okay, like, you know, paper beats rock, but then you find out that paper can crumple into a ball and if you do that it's harder than the rock and it bashes the, you know what i mean like it's like weird yeah. shit like the dynamic is constantly shifting so it's like you can't like i don't know it's not it's not like as simple as that there's always like these weird ways that they can adjust their powers to like get the upper hand and it just depends mm -hmm. on like how much you know how to use your powers in interesting ways that creates situations later on where anybody can come out of nowhere and be mm -hmm. extremely useful no matter what it's not only Deku that can do stuff. There's there's times where like, you know, Sarah will show up and do some tape shit and you'll be like, yeah, I didn't know you were even here or whatever. Yeah. Sarah, <laughs> like, I feel like is definitely one of those where like you see him at first, and you're like, oh man, this guy's like, that kind of sucks. He's just tape, <laughs> you know? Boneless Spider-Man, yeah. <laughs> he like kicks ass in these four episodes. He gets better. Like, and, like I'm not gonna like yeah. go into like all of the, you know, like his evolution throughout the show, but like he does, he's one of those characters where like you see him at first and you're like, eh, but he 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 gets more Spider-Man. It's good. Yeah, he he absolutely just kicks a lot of ass mm -hmm. these four episodes. And mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, one B's resident asshat Monoma uh, steals Bakugo's <laughs> headband uh, and uh, states that his strat is to grab points from everyone other than Deku so that they can place but not win. And I have in parentheses, bro, that's why you're in B. Um, <laughs> um, he then he then berates Bakugo um, for being Bakugu. Um, he's like, "Oh, weren't you the gooey boy from before? You'll have to tell me about that later." And Bakugo's like, "All right, I will kill you now." His face is just pure murder. It's amazing. Yes. Oh god, absolutely incredible. Bakugo gets this face every now and again where his eyes become like outside of his head and become devil horns. And I love that shit. I also really love Bakugo's face where he gets like this like weird turtleneck. It, yeah. it, it just like yeah. melts yeah. into his face. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. His lips do that weird. Yeah. He's like, Kirishima, we're going to fucking kill that kid. Yeah, exactly. I wish that everybody who was listening to this could have seen that. It was perfect. Yeah. I'm sorry. This is not a video yeah. podcast. Oh, my God. Uh, but yeah, like I said, Baku goes in full blown murder mode and, and it doesn't seem like he's going to make a good impression as a hero. <laughs> Um, he's kind of acting like he wants to be scouted by villains here, which is like, you know, because he's acting, he's he's acting up. And that's uh, the end of that episode. And so episode 18, 
is the cavalry battle um, with all the other teams busy with each other. It's basically just Shoto versus Deku, um, which is good because narratively it kind of has to be that because there's too mm -hmm. many fucking people. And a lot of people's headbands keep getting stolen somehow without them noticing. Kaminari still can't direct his attacks and shocks. And so he he ends up like shocking everyone. Uh, and then Todoroki freezes everyone in place, which is like his main strat, I guess, is to just be like, <laughs> stop moving. I'm going to go do something. We then get like a little explanation of Tokoyami's quirk. Dark Shadow is stronger at night, but it's less controllable. And I've always thought about this, like your quirk normally manifests when you're like five or six. And this quirk on a young kid must have been scary as fuck mm -hmm. the first night that this happened or whatever. Yeah, that's that is terrifying. And so you can see why this kid would be a little fucking edgelord is because like, I don't know, man. Like, we don't, I don't know anything about his past. He could have, like, accidentally killed somebody when he was a kid because he has this fucking demon. Trauma kids. Trauma, trauma, trauma kids. <laughs> but in the light, Dark Shadow says he's a pacifist, and I like that. <laughs> he's like the polar opposite of, of um, Tokoyami because he's just like, I'll do it. Great. Okay. He gives thumbs up all the time, which is hilarious. Yeah. No, I, I, fucking love how goofy that fucking shadow bird is so, so much good. oh my god back with uh monoma and bakugo monoma's classmates tell him try not to act like bakugo too much or you're gonna end up like villainous to the people that are watching and that's not the only way that he is imitating him uh he blocks bakugo's explosion and then does an explosion of his very own mm -hmm. and then after tapping kirishima's head he then uses a hardening quirk to block Bakugo again, and Kirishima is beside himself, almost literally, as he sees a third person with a hardening ability, and he has a little <laughs> bit of a crisis about this, which I, I, I love. He's like, no, 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 not again. Like, not again. <laughs> his name is Tetsu, 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 Tetsu. No. It's like what I said earlier about rock versus paper, except for it's rock versus rock versus rock. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Stuck between a rock and a rock. He can do this because Monoma Nato's quirk is copy. He can use most people's quirks after touching them, um, but he can only use one at a time, which basically boils down to he can't do like heteromorphic things like he can't be Sue. But anybody that has like an emitter quirk or whatever, he can he can do whatever that is. Then a glue boy named Bondo, which is hilarious, <laughs> helps Monoma get away. Is that just a that's just a brand of glue? Mm -hmm. Explain the <laughs> Japanese there, please, Nate. Uh, <laughs> Bondo. I actually, um, speaking of that exact thing, I DM'd our mutual friend Ian. He's fluent in Japanese. I'm like, are these puns like cringe for like a Japanese like speaking person? Is is like Tokiyami's name Dark McEdgy Bird or something like that? Yeah. Like what is what's the vibe here? And he was like, oh no, like it's basically like rhyming in English. It's just a, it's almost like a, mm. uh, for them, it's kind of a cheat code for, for sounding and looking clever. Okay. Mm. Um, and like most, most letters and words have like three different meanings to them. So like double meanings, double entendres, all that kind of stuff is like, oh, haha, I see what you did there. Kind of sort of like what a portmanteau is, I guess, for, sure. for, okay. for us. Rolls. Interesting. But yeah, no, I was like, is this, is this lame to people of like, his name is Bondo. It's like, oh, Jesus, I roll, but no. It's cool. I mean, I think it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. No, me too. I would love like a television show where all the characters are just named like the first thing people like would think of when they look at them, like Edgelord Bird, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to make a bunch of Soul Calibur characters. <laughs> yeah. Based on these characters and like, this is Edgelord Bird. This is my original content. Do not steal, please. <laughs> all of the names that were given to the characters, like the first couple episodes of this podcast when we, we were Oh, I've been writing names. them down. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> just like a TV show. That's the cast 
Uh, meanwhile, back in the things that are happening, uh, Ida uses a, like a recipro burst is what he calls it, I think, um, to move like literally faster than Deku can see. I love that shit because Deku's in mid sentence about like, hey, we got it. And then it's like too fucking late, dude. Yeah. And so you're like, oh, shit, Ida. OK, you can really pop the stuff. fuck off. Uh, Shoto steals the 10 million um, headband, which rules. Mm -hmm. But however impressive this is, he can't he can't do anything after this at all but um still this has made like the point that like i can compete i'm my own character and i got you okay so always remember mm -hmm. that deku's team wants to go after just points in general so that they don't outright lose but deku is like nope i'm getting my headband back which uh inspires uh or a rocket a charge which is like a really cute moment as well <laughs> as like deku realizes that like the motivations of may and uraraka both of them want to make a living as a hero or a support item person um, and they depend on him winning so he's gotta fucking do it and so he starts to engage his quirk for the first time in this entire festival, which is like wild to think about. Elsewhere, Bakugo goes fucking sicko mode and tries to <laughs> kick the shit out of Copycat. He's blocked by a one uh, B student named Subaraba mm. uh, who can solidify the air that he breathes out, which is such a weird esoteric quirk, mm -hmm. um, but I love it. Um, but it doesn't mean shit because he just busts through that shit and grabs Monoma's <laughs> shit anyway. I love how they talk about... <laughs> like oh well like he took a deep breath so it's gonna be way way stronger are we sure bakugo can handle it and like aoyama's like nah he's fucked like, <laughs> nah that kid's done like you <laughs> should get the funeral arrangements in order on paper you can see what he does but you don't know how tenacious this motherfucker yeah. is yeah. i think even like all might's like talking about that right like from the stands like he's just like yeah, yeah but bakugo is a fucking maniac so yeah <laughs> Yeah. It's like, oh, that was a good move on paper, but I'm really sorry, kid. Like, <laughs> so, sorry, you're dealing with anime junk rat and he's going to blow your shit all the way up. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> if, if, so if, we, if it took a long time for Bakugo to get named, he absolutely would have been anime junk rat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Monoma tries to get away, but Bakugo actually shows some like leadership and understanding of the quirks around his team. Um, who he calls flat face and raccoon eyes <laughs> to trap to trap Monoma as All Might kind of marvels, like you said, um, about how Bakugo understands his classmates when not 30 minutes ago, he claimed he didn't know anything about them. But I think this is another example of him feigning ignorance or feigning like you know, bravado or whatever to get everybody else fired up because if the classmates want to prove themselves to him because he's such a fucking asshole, they want to show him up. That means that the harder he has to go as well and the better that he's going to look. So he just sees it as just like, listen, I'm just like stirring the pot so that the soup tastes good. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to make a little fiery, a little spicy. Yeah. This is yeah. the spiciest boy in the show. He's a very yeah. spicy boy. <laughs> I do have to say, I whoever gets to draw Bakugo has the best job in the entire show because yeah. this kid's face has no rules. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It's incredible. It's so good. <laughs> he he looks demonic yeah. in, in this oh, episode so, so many times. Like especially when he's taking that bandana off of what's his name? Copycat boy. Uh God, just his eyes. It's so mm -hmm. good. It's it's he's he's oh, terrifying. God. Yeah. <laughs> Back to Deku, it looks like his quirk activation uh wasn't to actually like strike shoto but it was to use the wind movement um to lower shoto's guard and um it, it works his guard is lowered but if that if his quirk didn't do it the unintentional activation of his fire quirk absolutely distracted him because deku grabs his headband back or at least he thinks he does he got fucking jebated and the headbands were swapped 
leaving him with 70 of the 10 million points he thought he had. <laughs> they start to go after it. Bakugo like comes from out of fucking nowhere. Like it's a smash reveal. And like then the round ends and he fucking flops on the ground, which is very good. <laughs> <laughs> and then so that leaves the final placement as Shoto, Bakugo and Lavender Boy. Um, whose team is visibly confused that they won. And I, I, I made a note that like Lavender Boy with the headbands around his neck, he like looks like a little baby Aizawa. Yeah, he does. Bless him. <laughs> <laughs> and fourth place is Team Deku, thanks to Dark Shadow taking advantage of the opening that Deku caused. Uh, and then Deku cries himself into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Bellagio's show starts again. Yeah. yeah, I didn't notice that until next episode where they like recap that. I'm just like, that fucker cried so hard it like shot him into the earth a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so wild because it, it, it's like a gag, like a SpongeBob gag, but like, yeah, totally. <laughs> it, it explicitly does happen, <laughs> though. <laughs> God, is Deku just anime SpongeBob? Green Ooh. SpongeBob. <laughs> okay. Because I am ready. I think. <laughs> I am ready. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit Fuck Krabby off. Patty smash yeah um Jesus Christ uh I need to google Spongebob Deku and, and ooh, hopefully not get a shipping thing I'm doing that right now there's gotta be art I guarantee it I guarantee you if you find Mpreg or like Deku on Spongebob art you lose <laughs> uh yeah I found a couple oh oh no don't do anime, kids. Don't, no. <laughs> this is your brain on anime. I'm putting it in the call chat. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> I'll put a link oh to this in the description. God. Squidward I is Bakugo hate... rules. I hate yeah. this. Ida fuck. Oh, Ida Patrick is very good. Fucking Todoroki Gary <laughs> is <laughs> very good. Todoroki <laughs> Gary is the best. Patrick's house is Kirishima. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. Can we link this in the show notes? Yes, I absolutely will. How, however happy or sad or whatever Deku might be, Todoroki is like realistically portrayed as being upset and shaken that he used his flames. No, no crying himself into the ground, at least not in public. He'll do that later. The other teams that were left with zero points have no idea why they have uh, zero points either. So there's like some weird shit going on. Um uh, we cut to Deku and Shoto um, now having a, a tense conversation a little bit later after this in a hallway as yet another tense conversation begins with each of their father figures in episode 19, the boy born with everything, which like this could be referring to either of them from either of their perspectives, which I think is really interesting. Shoto uh, tells Deku that he felt uh, overpowered during that fight and that that feeling reminded him of seeing All Might at the USJ incident. And he's like, Deku, are you All Might's secret love child? <laughs> Which honestly, good guess. Fair. We haven't yeah. seen Deku's dad yet, so yeah, you know. straight up. <laughs> and Deku's like, no, I yeah, I, I mean, no, but that's a honestly valid guess. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, I, yeah, I could see how you would think that. I feel like Deku's got to be a little flattered. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Shoto's like, well, something is going on, and since you are close to the number one hero, and my dad is the number two, I have even more reason to beat you without his power back with all might and endeavor all might says that he hasn't seen endeavor in 10 years since a big important press conference he asks endeavor to have a talk with him but he's shrugged off i really like the the blocking here in these in this scene like this could have been just like a shot reverse shot medium over the shoulder type thing 
Um, but they decided to have All Might literally be above Endeavor on the stairs. Mm-hmm. And then when Endeavor is annoyed with the number one hero literally being above him, All Might does a fucking triple lutz to the bottom of the <laughs> stairs, making himself lower while complimenting Shoto's performance and asking Endeavor sincerely how to train uh, the young hero. And Endeavor, who is All Might's Bakugo in so many ways, completely blows him off and descends the stairs as uh, he promises he'll make Shoto into a hero that'll surpass all Might as we like again literally see All Might above him and it looks like Endeavor has given up on being number one uh, which is something that you know 1B it, that is like proving to be 1B's undoing and just in all caps after that I have good shit Horikoshi good subtext good shit <laughs> <laughs> that's that art shit hell yeah literally make him look down on him that's good fucking cinematography dude shit on him <laughs> <laughs> it's such a cool thing to have like you know, not only are you going to have this rivalry in school or whatever, but like, here's literally older version of you with with his own Bakugo that he has to deal with. Mm. But as he leaves, Endeavor says that um, surpassing All Might isn't just like a goal that started once Shoto like expressed wanting to be a hero. But Shoto was explicitly created, created, he says, to surpass him. That's right. <laughs> Fucking Endeavor did a goddamn eugenics and like made a kid. And we see like back with Deku and Shoto, uh, he continues where Endeavor left off with that explaining quirk marriages, um, which is just a combination of like arranged marriages and like the types of marriages that were like like made to like join kingdoms back in the day right mm-hmm. yeah plus eugenics this endeavor dude kind of sucks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh he sucks he's honestly <laughs> endeavor is straight up a character out of the boys Ooh, mm, yeah that's a really good point straight up yeah. is like now that i've seen the boys and like i was watching this i'm like endeavor's fucked He's Homelander. Yeah. Endeavor's got some real Homelander shit. Like, he has some stuff going on. Trauma adults. Trauma, trauma, trauma adults. The quirk marriages makes a lot of sense in a world where, like, your quirk gets passed down Mm -hmm. in some way to your children. Like, people that want their family to be, like, powerful and successful could absolutely use that influence to marry whoever they want and have a bunch of kids until they had, like, the perfect combination. And, like... Shoto isn't the only one with a combo quirk. Bakugo has a combo quirk technically. Like his sweat and the explosions are two separate things that were combined um, for him. People like Headphone Jack, um, they just have like a slightly power, more powerful or slightly different version of one of their parents' quirks. Mm-hmm. And with it being random, you got to assume that Shoto was not the first kid. And I would hate to see how Endeavor would have treated his other kids for not living up to his expectations if this is the good one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, because he even says that, right? Like, oh, maybe he says it in the next episode, but he's like, you're my masterpiece. Like, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. It's like, Mm. masterpiece, you just you just nutted. That's all you did, man. (laughs) (laughs) You just were an asshole and then nutted. And then this good boy happened. Call that a Jackson Pollock. Damn. Oh Shit. That's a that's a joke. That's a that's a comedy for you. <laughs> that's it, folks. That's me. Um, hey. Back to trauma, kids. Shoto reveals that he can't remember his mom other than an image of her crying, um, saying that his left side is unsightly before pouring boiling water on his face. So instead of like a, a like an avatar situation that you probably assumed it would be, it wasn't Endeavor that did that at all. It was it was um Shoto's mom um after like she was literally imprisoned basically by uh Endeavor's yeah. goal to surpass All Might and so he straight up like bought her from her family, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he yeah. paid yeah. for her. Mm-hmm. Super yeah they pretty much it. all but say that, yeah. Yeah. It's fucked. Yep. <laughs> Um, and like, you know, if you're the number two hero, you're probably like rich as hell, too. Mm-hmm. Right. 
dude, he really, he really is Homelander though. Like just because like, like you couldn't even speak up about that. Like she's not in a place where she could be like, yeah, I know he's like a national hero and like the second best and super rich and super powerful. Like, like, what do you do? What do you do in that situation? Mm-hmm. You can't do yeah. anything. Yeah, no, it, she, she looks as though, and like later on we'll confirm this, like she, she has like a psychotic break basically. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's, and this is why like Shoto wants to win without the fire quirk it's because like you did this to mom like she didn't do this to me you did this to her and so that's why i want to win without your power i want to win with mom's power is what he says which fucking i love that shit and deku is like wow different people have different motivations huh it's like uh uh-huh deku (laughs) man like i love deku but some of the stuff that he says like in his internal monologues i'm just like man you're not all there bud yeah I feel like this show is consistently like Deku being like, man, I have to try so hard. Man, this sucks. And then like one person has a conversation. He's like, wow, he has so much worse than me. Yeah. (laughs) You have a mom that did not pour boiling water on your face. (laughs) Like whenever fucking Uraraka was just like, hey, I want it for the money because my family is like not doing great and I want to be able to support him. And he's just like... (laughs) Wow, other people have other motivations. And he's about to have another one of these fucking moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, fuck, uh, Deku, I love you, but come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> he does get better at that sort of thing, but now he's yeah. just like, yeah. oh, not everybody just wants to be a shonen protagonist? Oh. Right. <laughs> Deku says that Shoto would be the main character in a comic with the backstory like that. And like I said last time, or a couple episodes ago anyway, um, I kind of look at My Hero Academia as being about the Todoroki family, but they're just not the protagonists. Deku's like, hey, I know that you have like cool ambitions and like a good reason for doing stuff, but like I can't like just sit back and let you win just because you want to. I also want to win and I can't like my dreams might seem stupid to you, but I still have them. And so I'm going to still go for it. And, to- and Shoto's just like, all right. <laughs> <And leaves>. yeah. <laughs> I'm heading out. <laughs> yeah. There's some bullshit with Mineta and Kaminari making the girls do cheerleader God shit. And I'm not going to dignify it. that with my fucking try hard notes. I'm not doing that shit. Fucking, fucking sucks. Fuck off. I don't know. Is there anything else to say about that? I'm disappointed in Kaminari. Me too. Yes. Yeah. Mineta, I expect this from. Kaminari knows better. Yeah, yeah. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed, Kaminari. I'm just, I'm just yeah, disappointed. 100%. <laughs> Mineta is an unredeemable fucking dumpster fire. No. But Kaminari is our sweet himbo boy. Yeah. Yeah. And he knows better. He just is interested in girls and he's young and yes. he has a really creepy friend that he hangs out with. Mineta, Mineta is the one with the with the porno magazine. And oh, my God. Yes. He, and Kaminari is just like boobs. <laughs> like, that <laughs> yeah, is, right. That is the dynamic. <laughs> Those girls that you're interested in will probably like you because you're a cool guy. If you just chill the fuck out and don't like entrapment them Ugh. into being cheerleaders. I feel like Fucking Kaminari is like arguably like one of the cuter guys in the class too, right? Like I feel like he's a cute dude. I can see that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. He dresses he dresses punk and stuff too. Like yeah. he's, he's he's got yeah. like the the lightningy hair. You know, he's sure. a cool yeah. guy. He looks like a K-pop boy. He does look like a K-pop. God, boy. he's so fucking done. <laughs> oh my god! Just, just chill, chill yourself, Kaminari. And we get to the announcement of what the final game is. They say like last year was like a. a they straight up say like, oh, that last year was a foam sword mm-hmm. fighting thing. Which like knowing how this one played out and how there are superpowers in play sounds boring as fuck. It does. I mean. Like, I'm I'm guessing they'd still be able to use their quirks, like, obviously, yeah. but like, how would you, I don't know, it's it's very weird, it seems like a weird... Like, I, I feel like this is like what you would want all of them to end with, yep. you know? Yep. 
Yeah, like I I want a Pokemon battle. <laughs> yeah, and not like a Wii Sports Resort mini game. Right. Like. <laughs> Can you imagine though if this tournament was run like a Pokemon battle? Like you just have like one B versus one A, Aizawa out there, three Pokemon, switch them in and out. <laughs> oh yeah, we didn't tell you guys in the first season or the first couple episodes, but we also got Pokemons in here. Yeah, <laughs> Pikachu is out back, ready to fucking go. <laughs> oh my god, though. But like, listen, Kaminari is Pikachu. Todoroki yep. is some weird like ice fire type. Tokoyami would just be like a dark type. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. My Hero Academia <laughs> is just Pokemon, but with with kids. Tokoyami is Mimikyu, actually, though. Yeah, oh, 100%. yeah. yeah. Actually, <laughs> for real though. <laughs> that's why I like him so much. That rules. <laughs> Fuck. Maybe that's why I like him so much too. <laughs> Before they can draw numbers, though, to determine the matchup, Ojiro, the tail guy, that's not his, Ojiro, the tail man, uh, tail man Taylor, uh, he speaks up and disqualifies himself um, because he doesn't remember that whole match at all. And he's like, I don't feel right doing this. And um, Hagakure, who is like literally his cheerleader, um, but also like emotionally his cheerleader right here. It's like, no, come on. It's totally fine. You can do it. It's fine. Just show just show why you're great. And he's like, I like my pride is not going to let me do this. And it's the same thing for a 1B student, both of whom were teammates with Lavender Boy. Um, and Aoyama for Aoyama's like, I'm going to stay in, though, which is like very <laughs> funny to me because he's just like, I got in here for no reason at all, but I'm going to stay. I enjoy that so much with with those people out. Tetsu Tetsu and Catholic Poison Ivy enter the tournament. Catholic Poison Ivy. God. <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. True, Fuck, true. man. <laughs> I was like, I was going to just call her Poison Ivy, but I was just like, no, she's got the whole like crown of thorns, Jesus shit yeah, going on. 100%. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's wild to me, like how different, like uh, this could be like a cultural thing, but like any of my friends would never have done that. They'd be like, I fucking made it in without trying. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more anime than anything. Like these kids are way more honorable than you would expect. And I absolutely loved fucking Kirishima just being like, Oh my god, that's so manly. It's and like so crying good. in the corner. <laughs> no, I had the same thought. I was like, there are probably people who watch this in Japan and they're just like, oh yeah, like that's 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 like the right thing to do. And I'm sitting right. here and I'm like, most like moral compass. Yeah. He wouldn't fucking win against Shoto anyway, so like No, you're right. Let him, yeah. you know. <laughs> Pin the pinnacle of morality. But maybe he would. I don't know. I don't want to be rude, but any kid that did that would be in America would be bullied relentlessly <laughs> for it. Well, he's, like he's also like the martial arts kid too. Mm -hmm. we late we like later learn he looks it too like he, he's very like he very much has that whole outfit and his everything yeah his hero costume is a gi and that's right it. right <laughs> so like that might be another w reason for that but yeah also like i would be just like fuck, like i'm with hagakure like you you should do that though <laughs> yeah nobody's gonna want to like scout you because you like were like never mind <laughs> you won't be remembered just like you are for most of the phantom. We then get our matchups and it's Deku against Lavender Boy. Fucking surprise, surprise. The two people with the brightest color hair end up fighting <laughs> against each other. Uh, he asks Deku a question, but before he can answer, Ojiro steps in and puts his gross fleshy tail in front of his mouth. <laughs> Meanwhile, Bakugo's like, I'm against Uraka. Who the fuck is that? I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is where I started to ship them, though. I'll be honest. <laughs> I sh I ship Uraraka and Bakugo. It's a problematic ship, but it's one that I will will sink with. Honestly, I su I support it. I I do too, and it's because you were talking about it. Like honestly, yeah, totally. Yeah. 
We then see Cementos, the fresh maker, doing a cell games <laughs> and making a tournament arena. And then <laughs> present Mike, who hasn't said anything very, is particularly funny yet, says, thank you, Cementos. <laughs> hey, guys, are you ready? <laughs> I love him so much. I love him so much. I would die for present Mike. Yeah, I would die for Japanese present Mike any any day of the week. Fucking Nate. When are you going to be on Cameo so I can hire you? (laughs) (laughs) Doing like like half English, half Japanese bullshit. (laughs) That is like one of the only things that he says in this that's anything other than like mildly insulting people later. (laughs) And Deku's match is first because he's the protagonist of this anime. While he's on the way to that, All Might stops to gut check. And Deku's like, I don't feel like I can handle my power. Um, and All Might's like, yeah, you're probably at like 5% strength. And Deku's like, I'm breaking my fucking, I'm breaking my <laughs> shit with 5%. Are you fucking kidding me? Deku is also, he says again, like, he's lucky for all the help that he's received. And like, he, I'm just a normal little farm boy. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? He's like super duper humble about shit before All Might bops him on the head and chops him in the neck until ah. and says like, hey, just fucking learn to take a compliment, dude. Just learn to believe in yourself a little bit. And he yeah. calls in Japanese, he calls him nonsensu prinsume because <laughs> he's the nonsense <laughs> prince. Like, shut up. Fucking tells him straight up like, hey, luck doesn't exist, my dude. Like, mm-hmm. you did all of that. Mm-hmm. And, and regardless, you're here. Like, so right. what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. That's what I like about like this whole arc and like because we we talked about how Death Arms is like this is their push to be competitive. All Might and then even in the last thing where those two, you know, like Ojiro and Ko decided to step out, like All Might's kind of being like, hey, you got to be a little bit self-interested. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like you have to Mm -hmm. have that kind of edge like you can't always like be like i'm gonna take the moral high ground and sit out or i'm gonna you know i'm gonna say this was luck and like you know what i mean like you have to kind of like be your own advocate now yeah Mm -hmm. totally like bakugo said earlier i kind of skipped over uh, a little bit of my notes but it's like i'm not going to win i'm going to be number one which is like Mm -hmm. a very like distinct thing yes um and uh bakugo recognizes that deku is mostly acting like that too which is which is really cool i missed another note which is that i made a connection that uh momo is kind of like a green lantern because she can like make stuff that she knows about but she it like actually takes effort for her to do it she doesn't just like think about a tank and like hit somebody (laughs) with it so i thought that was cool yeah that is cool so uh, before the Green V Lavender match begins, uh, Lavender says, this is a fight that is going to test your spirit. If you know what you want for your future and you can't worry about appearances and like that, you're like, wait, what is he talking about? Mm-hmm. And then he calls Ojiro a monkey and asks Deku if he thinks he threw away his chance by disqualifying himself. And Deku's like, you fuck it. And he f- just freezes in that moment. <laughs> Deku, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> Lavender's like, I-, I won. You dumb, sweet baby boy. <laughs> he had one job. One he job. had one job. <laughs> exactly. Deku, you dumb, lovable idiot. <laughs> I love you. Um, Fuck, man. Episode 20, Victory or Defeat, uh, starts out with Ojiro saying, what did I literally just tell you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As everyone else in the fucking stadium freaks the hell out. Present Mike says, he didn't stand out at all, but could he be somebody amazing? And I said, oops, that's his whole arc, Mike. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, Aizawa chimes in saying that these situations like this are the reason why the entrance exam is bullshit as is. And there's Mm -hmm. like no way for a mental quirk 
like whatever Lavender's is to be effective in a test about how many robots you can punch. That's like, that's mm-hmm. nothing. He seems like prepared for his own failure, which is like really sad because he yeah. knows the world and he knows his abilities. And it's and it shows how smart he is that he has like, you know, backup plans. Um, but it's also sad because it's like he knows this world isn't like made for like what I'm trying to do here. Aizawa a while ago said like there's nothing more sad than a dream that ends too soon. And it looks like he like really feels for this kid who planned for his dreams to end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is and they're, and they're both little edgy boys. I like I like Aizawa looking at Lavender Boy and thinking like, oh, man, this boy. Well, I think there's something very interesting to me. And maybe this is why, like, I like the three characters that I'm about to say like so much mm-hmm. is like Bakugo, Aizawa, and Shinso are all characters who could be evil so fucking easily. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they could easily use their powers for evil. Mm-hmm. They, it would be not a problem. They could be villains, no problem. Like mm-hmm. literally all of them are, I mean, Bakugo is just a like destru- you know, destructive force. And then both Aizawa and Shinso have these powers that disable people you know, and like turn what their, their abilities against them, basically. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's 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 really interesting to see characters who are set up like that, who are set up to basically fail in the society um, and then who sheer willpower, they decide they're not going to. Yeah. Yeah. Another example of that is like Momo could like make diamonds and money if she wanted yeah. to, but she doesn't. Right. There's a, like a very strong moral compass for some of these kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking Mineta. Um, Fuck off, Mineta. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lavender calls Deku uh, like so blessed before telling him to fucking take a hike. And he does. He turns around and starts walking away. We get our formal intro. Um, he's uh, Hitoshi Shinso with the quirk brainwashing. If somebody answers a question that he asks, he's fucking got him. He can make him do whatever. Um, It's not automatic, though, so he has to choose to do it. He's like maybe a reference to like the Purple Man in Marvel, like who is like the antagonist of the Jessica Jones. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah, that could be. Yeah. Or it's just anime and he's got purple hair. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, Deku still has like an inner monologue. um, So he has his wits about him in some way. Um, And he remembers what Ojiro says to him uh, after the cavalry battle. Um, Ojiro figured out Shinzo's quirk like perfectly <laughs> uh, and he gave uh, Deku the the tip that like hey if you're like jostled a little bit you're going to like w- quote unquote wake up because somebody brushed up against me and I was like huh Ojiro tells Deku to do his best and he uses the Japanese phrase that like Deku kind of got his name from which is uh, Ganbate Kudasai so and like Tay and Ku in there like put together mm-hmm. as Deku and that's like I also asked Ian about that it's like where did that come from because the the dub like absolutely shits the bed on like anything having to do with Deku's name right mm-hmm. yeah so it was it was cool to understand like oh it comes from the middle of like the command do your best which I think is really cool that is really cool mm-hmm. oh. Yeah, shout out to Ian fucking helping me out with this shit <laughs> thanks Ian um, so Shinso's quirk like isn't OP and it can be beaten Thanks to Ojiro's help, um, if Deku doesn't immediately shit the bed, which he absolutely does, because that's kind of <laughs> Deku's thing is immediately shitting the bed and dealing with the consequences of that. As Deku struggles to stop fucking himself over, he sees eight pairs of eyes uh, viewing him from the tunnel as his quirk starts to activate in two of his fingers. Then, then Shinzo starts monologuing, if he didn't already look villainous. But uh, he says that even with a quirk like mine, I have my own dreams. And like sort of what Jess was saying is like he could have been a villain. So many people in this world could be villains, but I think it's like part of the culture to be a hero. And then also like the symbol of peace. It's like, well, I can't be a villain because All Might's going to punch my fucking brains out Mm -hmm. uh, if I if I act up 
Shinzo absolutely what I have written is Shinzo fell through the cracks, but he's trying to like claw his way back up through those cracks to still be mm -hmm. a hero because it's it's what he wants. Deku seems to have like stopped himself or been stopped by someone because he uses his his quirk to do like a little like air thing to kind of wake himself up. And he kind of theorizes that like the eight people that he saw might have been like some vestiges of like the eight former one for all users that like kind of exercise their will over the 5% of uh, one for all that Deku can use. For some reason I wrote, Deku stops making doo-doo in his pants and stops <laughs> replying to Shinso's questions. <laughs> and Shinso, knowing that Deku is a ripped as shit kid, uh, he, he would win in a fight like one-on-one -on -one, mm, no yeah. matter what, even if Deku didn't use his quirk. Because like we got that close-up, that Ren and Stimpy glamour close-up of his abs <laughs> last season. <laughs> Shinzo is kind of like a pre-quirk Deku. Like his dreams are only limited by the system's ability to support them. Mm -hmm. And Shinzo, like, this is the thing that kills me every time I see it, is Shinzo's like, you would never understand the dreams that I have. And it's like, buddy, if there's one person in the world that would understand, <laughs> right? it is yeah. Deku. Mm -hmm. But like he can't respond to him. Like, mm -hmm. nope. And he's yeah, fuck, man. That was like a really cool emotional bit where it's like you just hear him reacting to his monologue. Um, and Deku's like, I have been blessed, but not with my powers. I've been blessed by others uh, that mm -hmm. believed in me and gave me a chance to be a hero. So I cannot waste this. So he makes good on what he says to Shoto, where like I need to end somebody else's dream so that my dream can continue here. This is an instance of that. Um, mm -hmm. So he kind of, you know, puts his money where his mouth is and does yet another like wet towel whip to Shinzo, yeah. knocking him out of bounds, uh, and Deku wins. Okay, I have Go. to ask. Yeah. Because this battle... I was like waiting for, like, I knew you were building up to something, <laughs> and so what, what's up? It kind of almost frustrates me, because mm -hmm. so most of the time with my hero, I don't feel like they use tons of, like, deus ex machina moments, right? Like, they mm -hmm. don't have, like, the, the Goku, like, like plot armor shit that like pops out of nowhere and like this almost kind of feels like one and like it's a good mm -hmm. introduction to like oh he has the spirit of one for all and his predecessors with him but at the same time i was like god damn it like shinso got him like mm -hmm. shinso got him like i feel mm -hmm. like shinso should have won just to show everybody else like don't underestimate underdogs like and don't and like the people who slip through the cracks and like there's just part of me that feels like he should have won. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like he, like, he should have, like, like in a perfect world, this kid should have won. Yeah. Yeah. They should have let him have that W. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's such a it's such a complicated thing. And like I do. It's so stupid to be like, well, it's not Deus Ex Machina because later on they explain. Let's say, no, right yeah, here it is. Yeah. It is that. Yeah. 100%. It is that. It yeah. comes out of nowhere. Um, Even though it gets explained like totally perfectly fine later on. Mm -hmm. It's like. It's the, the explanation and the event are so far apart that it almost seems like it's a retcon to explain it. But even though it's not. Yeah. When I watched this for the first time, I definitely kind of had that vibe. I'm like, all right. No, he he lost. Like, yeah. he, he should have he, been he gone. He did the doo-doo in his pants and lost. It's, it's just one of those things. Like, like it's, it's a total anime thing. Mm -hmm. I get it. I'm not going to be one of those people who's like, that doesn't make sense by the rules of the universe. Blah, blah, blah. You know, like one of the, I don't know. It's like, she's a frog. There's rules, man. Like, I don't, I don't know. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's just it, like, it broke, broke my heart a little bit watching yes. yeah. I'm like man this kid like really should have won like yeah. and it's not just because i adore the hell out of him and he's baby aizawa he just he should have won <laughs> shinzo deserves a dub he does give shinzo the dub give shinzo the dub 
there was one fucking way he could have won and Deku was knew what it was and was stupid enough to like do it within the first 10 seconds. He didn't fucking fall into that trap. He jumped right yeah. into it fucking head first. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. and th- and that's kind of like why I think he said like you can't let your appearances like dictate how you're going to act here. Like sh- mm-hmm. like Shinzo is not an asshole. But mm-hmm. he knew, like, I have to insult your friend and call him a monkey so that you say something so I get you. You know, I, yeah. I mean, I'm not a bad person, but I know how to get, like, a rise out of people so that I can do that uh, when I need to. Um, which is, like, he's so fucking smart because he's like, well, I have to act like a dick so that I can, like, be a hero, which is, like, very interesting. Uh, flashback to three years ago, uh, Shinso in middle school being marveled at by three of his classmates, one of whom has one of whom wicked has a brainwashing kink who jokingly asks him if he could, if, you know what I mean? She's like, oh, don't don't brainwash me. And he's like, and like a vegan that was just told unprompted by somebody that they could never give up cheese. He answers. Everyone says that. <laughs> um, and he's so tired of this shit, you know? Mm-hmm. yeah i would be fuck man he was stigmatized by his classmates for seeming villainous like everybody's like worried about him all the time or they just assume he will be a villain mm-hmm. not that he might you know be kind of a shitty guy but as they uh like do the handshake or whatever at the end of the match deku's like why why do you want to be a hero and he's like you can't help the things that um you long for and like mm-hmm. that could seem like a, a lame reason to some people but like if you've ever like chased a dream or gone after something yeah. big or whatever that sometimes is the answer it's just 100%. yeah you just gotta and that's it yeah and that's how deku kind of felt before right and like this this is like my big like emotional resonance moment as shinso starts to like exit the stadium he's praised by gen ed and they're like oh you were so cool like you went against the top contender and you almost won and like if Jess was there, she, she would have been like, you fucking did win. Yeah. <laughs> I would be I would turn into fucking Endeavor at this I, point. Yeah, I, I would be out say. there fighting the fucking coach and be like, this kid won. <laughs> Jess is the hockey dad. Yeah. of. <laughs> I, oh, my God. We're going to start a Patreon so that we can like animate Jess into the show. Yeah. <laughs> in certain moments. I should change my Twitter handle. That is uh, Shinso's hockey dad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we don't we haven't we haven't seen Shinso's parents. You could be yeah. Shinso's hockey dad. You don't even know. So. <laughs> no, I uh, I saw Kamishin says hockey dad, and I will be the hockey mom. <laughs> okay, that's valid. <laughs> that's that's valid. Family. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. This is the like kind of situation that like for some reason like always like gets me in my heart. It's like oh, I thought I didn't do a good job, but like turns out every like I thought I was alone and like hated and whatever, and like oh, it turns out everybody loves me and thinks I'm yeah. cool and like mm-hmm. is there for me and stuff, and I didn't even realize it. They were like yo fucking we're we're studying fucking like geography and you fucking (laughs) killed superman almost what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) the rules yeah like listening to like all of the like heroes in the audience that weren't part of gen ed being like yeah that was fucking awesome like (laughs) yo yeah (laughs) because like even if you get to this point you have visibility you've Mm -hmm. made it to like the top like 16 or whatever i think it is like you are so eyes are on you like Mm -hmm. people know who you are at this point one of those pros that speaks up is a pro hero that we'll meet in earnest later um she's miss joke um and her quirk is to make people laugh um and she is a pro hero that would know exactly what shinso is going through Mm, yeah he's not alone he's not useless his dream is not going to end here like that always gets me um he tells deku like hey i'm gonna be in the hero course 
and Deku responds, but is brainwashed again. And what I think is what what Jess was kind of like talking about too, where it's just like I I got you. I did win. I did mm-hmm. get you. I can get yeah. you whenever I want. Just you fucking remember that. I'm mm-hmm. coming for that ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you are mine, motherfucker. And it becomes like a little joke that when he, whenever he shows up, like Deku gets like bonked by, by his quirk. Because <laughs> he's like, I fucking, I fucking got you, man. I love that. Yeah, Jess, you like made that all come together for me. <laughs> You're just like, no, he love did win. Love that so much. Because before I was like, why does he do that? Why is he why does he just do it just because he can? But it's it's just to show like, listen, I'm, I can be stronger than you in a certain way. Back at Recovery Girls Kissing Booth, uh, Deku debriefs uh, All Might recognized um, that what Shinso said really resonated with Deku, which like at least somebody listened and understood in that in that world. And it's not just like us. That's like, oh, yeah, Deku's like, hey, so I like saw a bunch of ghosts or whatever. And then I like <laughs> flicked my fingers, but it wasn't me. And All Might's like, one of the ghosts was me. <laughs> Um, freaking out. He tells Deku like, yeah, I saw some stuff like that when I was a kid, but it but like sort of like believing in Santa, it faded. So hopefully nobody's listening to this with their kid. Anyway, <laughs> if you are like, what? We said <laughs> fuck a lot and we, I made a Jackson a Pollock semen joke earlier. So, yeah. so I tweet, I don't know, tweet me, tweet me a screen cap if I ruined your kid anyway. <laughs> All Might thinks that uh, it was like, maybe it was Deku's emotions that freed him, but the jury is like still, there's no definitive answer here about that. Um, and after he leaves, Recovery Girl is like, oh, you you were one of those like ghosts in that vision too, huh? Um, and he seems to be like, he seems to still be afraid of like losing what might be his like final fight. Um, and he, he seems to be comforted that he's going to live on in some way. And I have tuck that away for later. <laughs> um <laughs> meanwhile shoto uh, bumps into endeavor who tells him to stop fucking around and get liddy <laughs> um he says that I shoto is his- so much i do too it's okay <laughs> um he says that shoto is his masterpiece unlike his other siblings so confirmed that like he does have other um siblings and like if he has it this bad you can only imagine how um endeavors other children must feel about him the next match is Saro versus Shoto, Tape Boy versus Freezy Hot Boy. Mike calls Saro <laughs> plain on the intercom, and I said, chill, man, don't bully a freshman at the Olympics. <laughs> Fuck this 14-year-old boy in particular. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them kids, says present Mike. I know. Uh, he's he's a good MC otherwise, but you wouldn't like you wouldn't be like at a basketball game and be like, Scotty Pippen's fucking short, ha! Huh? <laughs> <laughs> like earlier, he straight up was like, all right, that match was not shit, so we're going to go to a more exciting one. It's like, man, fuck, fuck off. Just because you're at a 10 doesn't mean everybody else needs to be at a 10 all the fucking time. That being said, we love him because he's always at a 10. Yes. Absolutely. And Aizawa is always at a 1. In fact, he was sleeping early. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly where I like, like my okay, men. Okay. Solid 1 and a 2. <laughs> <laughs> Oh Jesus! Um, Saro does. He spy. I said Saro Spider Man's the fuck out uh, of Sh- of Shoto, and he like pretends like he's like, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna do so good, and he's like, wow, I got you. That was rad. Also, that was cool. Mm-hmm. It's it's like very Spider Man. It was of him. like super impressive of him. Like I think this was the point where I'm like, nah, he's been kicking ass these episodes between mm-hmm. like this and the like tactic they have of bakugo just launching into the fucking sun and then he like reels him back in is so fucking smart yeah he be- he becomes like the student fisherman a lot in, in certain battles where he's like gotcha come back there's like a really wild sketchy close-up of shoto and he's like okay i like he you could see like 
he's about to lose to, to Saro, which would be like, you know, I love Saro, but that would be so fucking embarrassing <laughs> mm-hmm. for Shoto to be like, I'm going to win. I'm not going to use my dad's quirk. And then he gets fucking pigs in a blanketed and then it's just yeeted away. And that's the, <laughs> that's his whole experience. Shoto says he says sorry, but this is another Japanese thing that I asked Ian about. Um, but he doesn't say sorry, like the polite, like Gomenasai or whatever. He says, Warui na, which basically means I'm about to do you dirty and I'm sorry about it. <laughs> that's so specific. I love it. Yeah. It's, it's not the exact translation, but it's like so the best translation of it is like, it's bad, isn't it? Is <laughs> basically, but it's like in the context of I'm sorry, it's just like, here comes the fucking pain. It's dude, just I'm like, sorry. hey man, I I don't want to have to do this to you, but I got to do it to you. It's bad. Yeah. <laughs> Shoto doing the fucking had to do it to him. <laughs> Uh, and dirty, he does do him, uh, shocking everyone. Uh, Shoto makes like a gig- a titanic ass iceberg and freezes Saro in place, immobilizing him. The crowd chants, "Don't worry about it!" In Japanese, yeah, they're just like, "Good try," which honestly I think hurts more. Yep, exactly, uh, exactly. Um, <laughs> they they just want to make him feel like like not a complete office space loser, but it's fine. Uh, Shoto apologizes for going way too hard, uh, explaining like, "Sorry, I was just angry. I was just hungry." <laughs> <laughs> you're not you when you're hungry. Yeah, Deku then uh, recognizes that Shoto like he's not angry. He's he is sad right now. Right <laughs> now we begin Shoto's big think <laughs> that goes on for the next five episodes. <sighs> Shoto. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Shoto is the leader of the trauma kids. Trauma, trauma, trauma kids. <laughs> oh my god. 100%. Yeah. yeah like, yeah, he's the of all the kids that are fucked up, he is the fucked upadist. So, like, he, he absolutely is the, uh, class rep of the trauma kids for sure yeah all the other kids are gonna try really hard to be the president of the trauma kids club yeah you went the wrong the next couple seasons they're gonna they're gonna it's gonna look like they're trying yeah no that's the that's those episodes um in general um just sort of like a mental challenge for deku which i think is really cool because he needs to he needs to face things that aren't just like things he can punch away i know that we i know that we say this like every episode especially since we've gotten into the second season but man i fucking love good tournament arcs they're just like the best thing in anime like oh my god they're so good one one thousand percent it's it's my favorite shit that's why i like dragon ball so much (laughs) right that's basically like fucking 15 tournament arcs one after another Mm -hmm. oh i always forget this what's up motherfuckers welcome to cam koenig's bad advertisement corner um i only have three for you today um the tournament arc uh yes (laughs) in third place uh so one of them was just like an ad for fucking playoff football really i'm just like hey maybe we don't do that right now that's it fucking why okay that's it (laughs) next one um there's an ad that i actually saw going around on twitter um and i didn't watch um but then hulu decided that i had to watch it 14 times in fact oh man i feel bad for you a lot me too um it played 14 times and it was basically this like match.com ad where like satan gets a match with some lady and then like meets her under a bridge outside of hell like on earth uh and he's like are you 2020 and she's like no call me 2020 so like it's like satan is definitely fucking 2020 like as a concept but like boiled down to a person because like the whole joke is like oh man 2020 is so fucking bad and like their whole like dates thing are like 
going to like movie theaters where no one's at and watching movies and like stealing a bunch of toilet paper and like running around and like a bunch of other stuff. And I'm like, hey, maybe we don't advocate people to go on romantic dates. <laughs> at yeah. places that are closed what? down they like go to a gym that explicitly says hey this equipment's like not working because we're trying to like quarantine and then they just use them uh and then also like fucking they're just like okay like the whole point of the ad is like oh 2021 is gonna be your year that shit's gonna be just as bad like i don't want to be somebody that's breaking bad news to you but fuck man 2021 is going to be just as bad, possibly worse. Till about June, I'm sitting on my hands just as I am right now, man. Right. Fuck. At the, at the earliest, like... It's, don't bring it's, the devil into this. The devil did nothing. It's, it's just, like, <laughs> fucked up that, that... I hate the mentality of 2020 was so bad and there was nothing we could have done about it. Like, bullshit. Mm, uh, yeah. And, like, all of this stuff was just a comedy of human error. Uh, I also... The idea that this is confined, like at just at the beginning of next year, it's just done. Yeah, right. January it's just, first, it's, it's just over. Just a bad year. Right, it's... like fuck out of here. Like, come on. And like, I, I think it was making the rounds because it like featured Taylor Swift's like new recording of Love Story, mm. which cool, whatever. I'm not a big Taylor fan. That's you, great, whatever. Um, yeah, that that just made me mad. Like, fuck out of here yeah. with that bullshit. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, and then the third and final ad I only saw once, but I wanted to bring up, um, it's a, a crest whitening toothpaste that they called, uh, whitening emulsions. And I hated that name. So that's the end yeah. of, uh, this, uh, Cam Koenig's bad advertisement can corner. I, can I add one bad advertisement? Oh, of, of course. course. Please, please. So I had, um, a page up that had like my hero, like notes, just so I could get some character names, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. I had that thing up and on the side, there was an advertisement for manscaping <laughs> it, it showed most of a man's like uh what was what it was that his, like the happy trail and um yeah showed his one god damn it <laughs> i hate that so much it was better than me um, saying whatever the fuck you gonna have this is not gonna be the this is not gonna be the social post for this week <laughs> oh my god I'm so happy that uh, Cum Gutter somehow managed to make its way into an episode of the show. <laughs> that wasn't on my bingo card, but next year I'll put it on there for sure. God, this show's a fucking nightmare. I feel bad for anybody that stops listening to podcasts after, like, the relevant part of the podcast right, is done. Yeah. <laughs> because you, you missed that. But oh, yeah, boy. there was a there was a manscaping ad. Um, I don't know why they thought that, I, like, they should target it at me. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Fuck. All right. Well, yeah. that's the end of Cam Koenig's bad advertisement corner. <laughs> Capitalism is bad, everybody. Uh, so, everyone, thank you so much for listening to today's episode of The Big Three. Next time, we will be talking about episodes 21, 22, 23, 24, and 25. That's five episodes um, for the next episode of this podcast. Um, it's going to go real quick because it's 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 a it's spoilers. It's basically the OP for this season is what we're about to watch. Just a bunch of people fighting in a big concrete square. You love to see it. it and it rules. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, so if you like these episodes or think that we missed something, hit us up at at Big Three Cast on Twitter or check out our Discord link in the description. Uh, and of course, check out somegoodshows.biz for more good shows like this one. 
Our show art is by the wonderful Jess Howard. Our music is by Julian V. Their work can be found at at JulesVZ. I can be found at at Victory Position on Twitter. You can find me at JustJessIsFine on Twitter. And I can be found at the Camdy Man. And this has been The Big Three. Peace. Peace.